This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show at 81215. Follow us on X and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email via Frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Mm. So, um, Kiss play their last ever gig tonight. It's the end of the road. Is it called A Kiss Goodbye? It isn't. It's, ah. it's called... Um, the last ever gig or something like oh. that. I don't know. Uh, there'll be 95,000 T-shirts with it on. They had to get the tickets <laughs> printed quickly. Yeah. They didn't have time. So um, I'm, uh, I've pay-per-viewed and uh, my, me and my partner and my son are getting up at like for one o'clock in the morning and we're going to watch it live. It reminds me of when I used to get on my dad to listen to uh, Muhammad Ali and even to Cassius Clay. I'm that old! <laughs> uh, on the radio in the morning. And me and him would sit in the kitchen. Really weird, your dad getting you up at 2 a.m. and saying, come on, we're going down and listen to the radio. But yeah. quite exciting. So I hope it's got that feel to it. But Kiss, irreplaceable. I saw Kiss in Birmingham this year and I said to... My son said, "Did you, he, he, they're his favourite band, and he says, did you like it? I said, it's like when I went to the ice cream van when I was a kid, and they said, do you want a flake in it? And I said, yes. And then they said, do you want a strawberry sauce? And I said, yes. And they said, chocolate, yes. Crushed nuts, yes. <laughs> and obviously sometimes they said crushed nuts, and I said, no, I always walk like this. <laughs> but um, that's what a kiss geek is like, everything. Absolutely everything. <laughs> anyway, that'll oh, be, Frank, that'll that'll be, be a tonight. fun evening. So, are you getting all the gear on then? Well, my my son will be in full kiss outfit, the makeup, the boots, the lot. Yeah. Um, I don't have that at my fingertips. <laughs> Where can I nip out today and get a full-size adult kiss outfit? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not far from Soho. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't want the rubber gas mask with attachments. <laughs> Also, when you get the fancy dress, I do find one does have to let them breathe those things when they come out of the cellophane. Mm. Otherwise, you don't want the four-folded. Yeah, but I'll only be sitting... You know, the four-folded, it's it, never a good I'll only be on my own sofa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I'll know. Yeah. Uh, you don't get much sofa-based fancy dress. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, very the, the sort of vibe of extremely late on at, at a Halloween party. Yeah. Well, Emily always used to say to me, you're very clever at the fancy dress parties at Halloween because you always wear something that's all right for sitting around in after. <laughs> Where if you come as an aquarium with a shark in it <laughs> and you, you start to tire and then you're thinking, oh, I can't sit down. <laughs> oh, Frank always has a slacks-based option. Oh, yeah, I remember one year I actually went as you Hefner and I just had a dressing gown, pyjamas and slippers. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even have to get changed when I got back. That's perfect. Straight into bed. Mm. <laughs> anyway, that was, I believe, his motto. Oh, God. Well, God rest his soul. Mm. Mm. I wonder where that's gone. <laughs> 
Anyway, um, 8.12.15. That'd be a good podcast. Where is you Hefner's immortal soul? <laughs> and have a sort of long-running vote. Well, you can have, like, two people uh, who argue... Someone who argues for, you know, the charity work he did and that, and someone who argues, you know, for his terrible treatment of women yeah and then you could sort of have a vote on whether you think he went upstairs or downstairs or whether he's still smoldering in purgatory yes and yeah, where, for example option. does his long-suffering long-standing uh secretary she called herself that she didn't oh, yeah. want pa do you remember mary oh yeah i think she was uh i don't know what her history was but i think she became uh just, I mean, as secretary. No, I know. I think she, she always ran was. His, ran his, um... But I, I'm saying she was involved in the organisation. Oh, yeah. So she was, you know, she knew what was going on. Oh, yeah. Hefner Hef no Hell. Hefner Hell. Hell. No, we need, I don't know if that quite works. Is this the podcast I saw? Yeah, I'm trying to work it out. This week on Hefner Hell, you're going to struggle with that, Frank. No, I'll I'll come up with something else. What a tremendous (laughs) thing, though, for the 21st century, a debate about (laughs) (laughs) Hefner's eternity. The Hefner Council. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, of course, I'm... uh, as, as Hugh is probably saying as we speak, I'm warming to it. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I, um, I, this week, um, I had a lovely surprise. I was hosting Absolute Radio live at the Palladium. That wasn't a surprise. I'm, that's in my contract. I heard it went very well. Very well, yes. It was lovely. Um, but... Um, Last minute news came in that uh, Pierre Novelli had been added to the bill. Mm. Um, After... I don't mean he joined the police. <laughs> <laughs> Although he, he could, couldn't he? Right. He really Can could. Can I tell you what? And there's something of the ITV cop about him as well. ITV cop. What, what, well, what mean? I mean is slightly too attractive. That, you know, it's oh. like oh, you think, okay. oh, okay. It, it, I call them Carlton cops, where it's like actually, I can see you playing a cop. Oh, uh, sort of not not tang- not plausibly. Not the know. main cop, but the the good looking <laughs> assistant. You got it, Frank. Yeah, I sexy assistant you. cop is a good uh, Halloween costume. Like the guy in uh, Sister Boniface has got, like, a good-looking copper who hangs out with her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You remember oh, okay. that? I, no, sort I'm of sure. Sister Wendy-type figure, but she's a detective. A nun? Mm. Yeah. And she's got a, just a cop who follows her around? Well, because she's sort of brought in as a consultant. Oh, it's one of those. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's okay. one of those. They go, there's been a murder, let's ring that nun again. Yeah, there was a whole episode about the whereabouts of um, Hefner's soul. <laughs> 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 she was brought in for a I'd consultancy. Like, I'd like it if they did, like, a Netflix documentary about Hefner's soul, you know, when they sit them yeah. down in the studio and they're getting mic'd that's, up. That's my yeah. Edinburgh show next year. <laughs> The whereabouts of Hefner's soul, that's what it's going to be called. So Pierre turned up. I stepped in. And did he wear the smoking jacket, Frank? Um, Did did. you? I couldn't see from... Actually, I wore... I tried a bit of velvet on the other day myself. I was being styled. I was being styled by the woman who... um, is that Santa? No, it was someone's phone went off. Just doing a oh, flyby. I um I've been styled by the woman who styles Will I Am. Oh. Shut up. Yeah. 
So that was exciting. So what on earth do you look like then? Well, I, she didn't. I wore um, one of the things I wore was a red satin suit. Oh, wow. Well, How you, warm is that? Will you be able to see do you know where I am? I've got a, a brother that lives in uh, Yorkshire. Did you know that? You do? I didn't know that. No, Will I Am. Has he? Yeah, it's called Will I Echoes Like. Oh, fine. <laughs> You did that lovely absolute gig. It went really well. Now you're doing these silly jokes. Yeah. I'm not saying there were no silly jokes in here. But I'll tell you what happened with the absolute gig. I th- one thing was I had a very bonding experience with the assistant producer, Jenny Foote. Um, I arrived. They said, uh, you're, we need you there for 5.30. Your car will be picking you up at 4.20. I said, that's early. Mm. I could walk in and they said no no it's Christmas and all that you know it actually wasn't but um, <laughs> I said Christmas hold on <laughs> and, uh, um, and so I got there uh, it's like quarter to five forty five minutes before my call time Jenny Foot was there though mm. oh yeah Jenny uh, first foot <laughs> as they say oh. And then they said, oh, your dressing room's not ready. I think Alfie Bow was in my dressing was room. That was he? Fir- that was the first failed joke of the night. I said to the woman, Alfie Bow, I bet he's a big draw. And she said, yeah, I think he's pretty popular. <laughs> and I said, no, I say he's Alfie Bow, I bet he's a big draw. And she said, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I think he sells. <laughs> I thought, this is this is the beginning of the night. Anyway, they put, me in, they put me and Jenny in a dimly lit storeroom. Did they? For about an hour. Mm. And, oh. uh, and I found myself saying, so, Jenny, how are you enjoying being on the show? <laughs> it's it a terrible sort of, how is it going so far? Do you know, it sounds very like, uh, I'd go and see that play at the Royal Court. Yeah, it was yeah. a bit like that. Yeah. It was It was like I was in my grotto. <laughs> she wasn't sitting on my lap. I want to make that absolutely clear. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're doing votes on where Hugh Hefner's soul <laughs> currently resides. Ha, where are we Thanks at? for getting in touch, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so listen. All I can say is it's not looking great for him at the moment. Well, but, you know. that's a great vote from uh, yeah, Chris. But, but let's just say we've got some ACDC coming up. Oh, mm. no. <laughs> oh, well, he would take the main road. <laughs> anyway... Um, yeah, so I, there was a set list on the wall at the Palladium. We the, the absolute lie. I should explain, by the way, the reason that, that, that everything wasn't ready is because there's a show on before us, which is the Scala show, one of um, one of the other um, stations, the sort of classical musicy type station. Oh, and Alfie yeah. Bow was involved Alfie Bow was in hosting that. Ah, okay. And um, I should have took our dog, actually. we uh, That's what she... You know when you put the radio on to keep your dog company at night? We always put... Yeah. That's what I always put on Scala. Oh. Yeah. Oh, does she like Scala? Well, it's, 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 it's lovely music, but it's, it's, there's no danger of it startling suddenly. <laughs> which you don't want when the dog's asleep. No. Also, Poppy likes Alfie Bow, and then uh, Raymond likes. Uh, well, I've, ex- I've Alf- mentioned- half a bone. She says, "I think you misheard me." 
<laughs> misheard her. She's, she's got that sort of Scooby Doo way of talking. <laughs> if only Scrappy Doo had been there to translate. Raymond Frank likes uh, Lewis Capaldi, and apparently he's not oh, the only yeah. one. Is that right? He's very popular with the dog community. Lewis Capaldi is. Mm. Mm. Ooh, there you that, go. That anyway, plus? back to you in the. Anyway, there's a uh, thing on cover. the wall that said the durations. What did, were you down for? Ten minutes? Were you? Uh, yes, and I didn't know. I, I didn't know I was. Down yeah. for a, a mine, duration. Said, mine said twenty minutes. I said you can't. You cannot go on as a compare under twenty minutes at the top. That's right. Really bad. It makes it more difficult for everyone else, and the audience don't want that much from the compare. Anyway, I did twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> So I finally got to my dressing room. Well, actually, I say my. I got to a dressing room at 5.45. And um, and then I found out that the star one had been allocated to one of the acts on the bill, the one I'm normally in. No. Yes. yes Who it got was Pierre Lavelli. <laughs> I have yeah. done so much for this man. <laughs> and what happened? Did I went you... to visit him in yeah. the star dressing room. Just just, to, just for old time's sake. Yeah. And I said, tell him I'm not in. Yes, it was... Uh, Send him away. Anyway, the, uh, <laughs> the most awkward moment is the lady who looks after us, who's very nice. Um, she put me in my um, second choice dressing room. <laughs> And she said, well, we'll get, I'll get some snacks. So she went and she came in with a basket of snacks. Mm. Large basket of snacks. Yeah, it was a lot of snacks. Like Grimm's fairy tale. I think by, by now they were trying to compensate for my <laughs> being in a store cupboard with Jenny Foot. For, um. Well, hang on, let's not make it sound like Jenny is part of no, the punishment no, no, here. No, Jenny was doing her she best to bonus. brighten that gloom. <laughs> but anyway, we, so we said, she said, OK. I said, um, the problem with being in a different dressing room. Oh my god, I feel sick. <laughs> I actually feel sick. In that case I'll I'll leave it there. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, sorry. <laughs> so, um, what happened in that cupboard? So I'm in the substance. No, I'm out the cupboard. I'm in a dressing room, but not my normal. They're treating room. you like Peter the Wild. I know. So I said to the lady, I said, "There's a the problem with not being in my usual dressing room is I'm worried. Um, <laughs> where's the goodie bag? <laughs> And she said, I don't think there is a goodie bag. I said, well, there's usually a goodie bag. Mm. I don't want it to be in someone else's room and they think it's theirs. I didn't know you were in the star one at this point. Luxuriating. You said, where's the goodie bag? Yeah. And she said, honestly, I've been in their office, there isn't a goodie bag. I said, well, I... I, At which point you leave it, yeah? I said, well, could you check? Could you just go and check? And she said, well, I'm pretty. I said, yeah, well, you need to check, I think. <laughs> so um, so she went off. You need to check, I think. Well, yeah. And anyway, she, how long to was she gone, Jenny? She was gone like 10? maybe 10 minutes. So she comes back with the goodie bag. So no, I don't, I don't know where that was. So um, I'm not. She wasn't up to anything. It just the, the whole thing had gone a bit chaotic. Well, no, I'm not judging her. No, she was lovely. Um, but anyway, so I, I went through. I went straight through it. I thought I, thought, I thought I need the goodie bag. I won't be able to carry all these snacks home in my arms. <laughs> Frank, I can't believe you said, "Where's the goodie bag?" Well, I th- I, there's always a goodie bag. 
What was in not, the goodie it's not bag? A top, it's not a top-end goodie bag, but even so, I don't want someone else getting my GB. <laughs> my G- those what GB was news. What was <laughs> <laughs> they, they were on after us doing their gala. What? Oh, God. <laughs> Can you like imagine what that was like? <laughs> yeah, I think theirs is one of a rally. Yes, yeah, I think... Uh... Anyway, um, not that I've never seen I've never seen it. It might be lovely. What, GB news? Yeah. Um, but anyway, they're going to use that on a poster. I don't think it might be. They will. But it might be lovely. That's, <laughs> that's the best they're going to get. Optimistic. Let's face it, that's the best it can So anyway, I got my uh, I got my goodie bag and carried it home full of snacks. It sounds like it was really worth I think it. As I well. left... You didn't have to humiliate yourself for anything. No, I left two apples in the basket. <laughs> everything else went because apple. I don't know about. I don't know why they still bother with apples. Do you? <laughs> Of all the things that people have just said, oh, let's not, let's not do this anymore, like electric yeah. blankets and stuff, people are persisting with apples that nobody likes. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're often green apples as well. They're not, they're, they're not seducing you with people, pink ladies. People only about use, a pink lady? That I love a pink lady, don't you? The only time they use apples now is in like photo shoots with sexy ladies eating one in bright sunshine and it makes them look like relaxed and uh, loving life. But yeah. nobody actually likes it. You can't taste them. There's no taste in them at all. Oh, it's yeah. like a big ball of tap. Water. You, you need to get involved with pink ladies. Um, I don't know. I should do that. <laughs> Not at my time of life. Anyway, it was a lovely evening. We got over those early teething troubles. And, uh, yeah, it was a great crowd. And um, they loved me. They absolutely loved me. I'll be straight with you. I think I was best. <laughs> Goodness me. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner Absolute Radio Black crows hard to handle I believe me I used to breed them <laughs> Black crow <laughs> Yeah <laughs> There's a crow is, is that what you do if you're from the West Midlands but you're a goth Yeah it's exactly not racing pigeons but black crows There, There is um, so I'm giving the lady downstairs an edit now. There is a crow that um, lives on a bridge on the way... Is this to, a riddle? This sounds like a fairy tale. Is he Rumpelstiltskin? <laughs> on my, no, I always sit like this. I walked, I walked to, to school the same way with, All right, with words, my, words. my child and, my, uh, and our dog. And there's a bridge. We go over a bridge... Um, over a, is this, uh, is this uh, how do we get you all across the bridge without you, one of you bit, eating a bag of grain? It's a bit like that, um, except it's kibble. Yeah. So there's a crow that lives on the bridge, basically. It just sits on the thing. And, oh. and the dog doesn't like it because on a couple of occasions, it's just swooped down and just pecked her on the back midair. Mm. And then fly. Yeah. Well, you know, they've got memories like humans, crows. Yeah, they can. I, they can remember. You're looking at me like I'm lying. I'm not. I don't think you're lying. I just think you're mistaken. I'm not mistaken. <laughs> what? Because you? Because Bagpuss doesn't know it. It doesn't exist. I didn't know that they've got. How, how did they check that? They can remember. I think you'll find individual people. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Well, anyway. Thank that, you. So, yeah. so it sort of owns the bridge. It is the troll that. Uh, mm. that, that I think oh. the Billy Goats Groff. Had problems yeah. with, if I remember the family name. Yes, yes, yes. yes. The Groffs. 
the graphs, yes. Frank oh, yeah. uh, Natman of Litchfield has been in touch. OK. Birthplace of Samuel Johnson. Lovely. Carry on. And Lord, I presume. No, it wasn't his birthplace. He was just given that title, wasn't he? I, I, um, Lord yes. Litchfield. Yes, I, yeah, I got it. I just can't remember who he was. He was uh, the Queen's cousin, I believe. Oh, everyone's the Queen's cousin. <laughs> Hi there. Spotted Frank at the opera this week. Just wondered what he was thought... Was that the dessert they had? <laughs> <laughs> had a lovely bit of spotted Frank. <laughs> yeah, I was at the opera, well, yes, that's some correct. Sort of marks, brother. I spotted Frank at the opera this week. I just wondered what he thought of the show on a scale of Hamilton to Operation Mincemeat. Oh, <laughs> it was it was nearer to Mincemeat. He also says, Natman of Litchfield, could he see the subtitles from The Good Seats? I could from the terraces, and though that helped a lot, I'd... Oh... I'm afraid go he's gone low. Okay. Do we want to share the score he's given it? Yeah, go on. He'd give it two out of ten for story. Ten out of ten for music and visuals. Oh. I didn't think we were doing opera ratings on him. I would go. Well, it was, um, it's Rigoletto we went to see, and it's a story of a very successful comedian who's much hated because of his rude, unsociable manner. Where's my goodie bag? Yeah. Um, I saw Scrooge last week. I mean, it'd be cheaper to just get a mirror. You didn't just see Scrooge. I think you'll find it was dedicated the, to you. The script was actually literally dedicated. <laughs> Oh, your That's true. <laughs> um, if, if anyone dedicates Rigoletto to me, I'm going to have to start seeing a therapist. Um, so, at any point watching Rigoletto, did you did you ever think, I don't know what anyone's complaining about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stop singing he said, about it. It's funny, isn't it? <laughs> what else do you people want? <laughs> Oh dear! So it's all about people getting their own back on this um, on this comedian. Yeah. All right. Oh. Horrible encouragement. Of... So to, to you, it's a horror film. Who's comedianist? That's yeah. what it was. So uh, yeah, I thought it was. Well, I'll give it. Um, for, so I love that. I love the, the story, of course. <laughs> but I, if someone puts one of your great nightmares on stage, you have to respect that. The singing was through. I mean, it was absolutely stunning. Um. And you know, it's Verdi. And what I like about Verdi, uh, the, the the writer of operas, is he got better as he got older. And I, 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 I need I need to grasp onto that story. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. We've had a text in from uh, Tim in Leeds regarding the intelligence of crows. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's a crow at Otley Golf Club that unzips your that golf so, bag. That sounds like a Kipling poem or something like that. There's a crow at Otley Golf Club. Do you know there's a, there's a that I remember no, fondly. Do you know that poem? It's, it's not him, but it's it ought to be. There's a green-eyed, yellow idol to the north of Kathmandu. And there's, and there's a line that says he returned again at dawn with his coat and tunic torn. Oh, fabulous. Anyway. The road to Mandalay. There's a crow. It's not, it's not, that isn't Kipling. It's no. just Kipling-esque. No. There's a crow at Otley Golf Club yeah. that unzips your golf bag and nicks sweets from within it. Who keeps sweets in their golf bag? How long are those guys out there? At, at Otley, they need a pick-me-up at Otley. Yeah. It also seals your pork pie if you leave it on show. 
<laughs> Which I like. I like that it's yeah. the pork pie phrasing. belonging to you. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to the pork pie. If you leave it on show, like some sort of loose morald um, golfer, but has only been chased once when it stole my mate's pack of Marlboro Lights. Oh, no. Oh, this, no I this don't is like a, a crow. smoking crow. I mean, their, their, vo- their throats are sore enough by the sounds of them. Yeah. <laughs> the, crows, the crows smoke. <laughs> the horrible noise that crows make. This, They're smoking 20 a day. This crow is like a sort of 70s stand-up comedian. Pork pies and cigarettes and a few sweets and around, the, yeah. around the golf. <laughs> this crow's like an old-school entertainer. It it's sort of murdered manning crow. <laughs> the crow say, get less for murder. <laughs> and they are a murder of crows. That's my wife. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Anyway, um, when I was at the opera... Yes. Um, the curtains closed. Yeah. And they are, as you can imagine, this, this is at the Royal Opera House. Mm-hmm. So they're enormous red velvet curtains, sort of thing that Pierre might wear. Yes. Yeah. And they got. Was there, like, a, was there a jacket cut out shaped <laughs> hole in one of the. <laughs> so there was gold tasseling. <laughs> and then there's an enormous embroidered uh, insignia. And it said um, ER2. Oh. Mm. And I thought... Oh, shouldn't it be? Yes. Mm. Oh. I thought they're a bit slow off the mark, aren't they? It's the Royal Opera House. They couldn't be bothered. I was a bit... I felt a bit bad when we had the Halloween stuff still up on bonfire (laughs) night. I don't know how long since the Queen died, but, you know, get... Get on to it. It's not, you know, there's plenty of money at the Royal Opera House and probably seamstresses galore. Mm. When do you think, um, in terms of royal stuff, it can get a bit funny because sometimes things are kept for just long enough that the oldness and wrongness of it seems quite nice. Yeah, but if I was Charles, I'd be worried. Are they thinking... How long do they think I'm going to bloody laugh? If they, if they think, <laughs> it's not if, worth it. If they <laughs> hold on a minute, it, it might not be worth doing CR3. If they hold on a minute, they can go straight on to... Yeah. W. Would you think they've thought, well, actually, it takes five years to stitch these enormous curtains? Yeah, exactly. So. Not, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's not their place to be judging how long he's going to No, last. that's true. Is he CR as well, then? Re- CR. Is it Rex? Carol's yeah, Rex. Char- Charles Rex 3. Oh, oh, it's a bit dog-like then, for Rex, isn't it? But then, Alsatian. then it struck me yeah. that if they continue with the Charles name, having brought it back... Strangely, after two of the most unfortunate kings in English history were called Charles, nevertheless, if they stick with it, yeah, um, when they get when Charles the sixth has his baby son, I can imagine him the wife saying, "So we're going to go for Charles," and him saying, "No, I don't think we can afford it." Because I read this week that Cristiano Ronaldo owns CR seven. Oh. So, if they, <laughs> so if they put that insignia on for Charles the Seventh, it's going to cost them an absolute fortune. <laughs> and is that the? Okay, sorry. I don't think the producer's really back from holiday. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. By the way, that thing about the uh, Royal Opera House. Um, I've, the, the idea that uh, 
they haven't bothered to change the insignia. Yeah. If you think about it, I mean, they had their money's worth out of the old insignia. It's not like, oh, last time we changed <laughs> they it. They really you know? did. Yeah, I mean... Maybe that's it, why. Cause they must s- have a build-up of funds from the non-embroidering <laughs> over the last 60-odd years. Surely, maybe it's because it's been so long they've gone, well, we don't actually remember where to go to get this done. <laughs> well, I should think the people that embroidered that are no longer with us. Yeah. We'll be machine. Can we done with a machine now, surely? Mm. Anyway, I had a nice letter from uh, Carol Baldock. And Carol Baldock is the editor of Orbis, the the quarterly international literary journal. Sure. And uh, I love I love this. I love what you know when you go into some Places and you see these, like, you think, I've never heard of that, but there'll be a whole world centering around that tiny journal. Yes, there'll yeah. be, people, there'll be yeah. people saying, I was in Orbis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I made it into Orbis. Yeah. Um, obviously, it could be Yuri Gagarin. <laughs> and they'd say, no, Orbit. Oh, sorry. My English isn't great. But, yeah, it's... Uh, so she uh, sent me a, a lovely letter and uh, this is number 200. So again, you think, how oh, can they possibly survive? Um, but they're going, and I've had a flick through. I've already come across a poem. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but whenever I, um, I'm going to Comic-Con with my son, he says, are you going to cosplay? Mm. And I always say, yes, I'm going to go as Par Kent. Par Kent being the old Midwest farmer who finds the crashed rocket ship in oh, his, yes. his garden and then brings up so he's an old guy with glasses <laughs> and a cardigan and stuff <laughs> but anyway there's a, there's a poem in here called Clark Kent revisits the family farm which I'm looking forward to oh, my kind of stuff so um, what I'm saying is that by Orbis that's mine I think it's good to keep these yeah. uh, journals yeah. alive and Carol thank you very much um, she's been editor for 20 years, I think Gosh. she said. Gosh. I love it. So, um, what have we heard from um, Le Monde al Fresco? We've heard from Ruth Jordan, haven't we, Pierre? We of course. Have. Of course. Our regular. She said, we already heard this morning about Frank's love of a goodie bag. Mm. He's... Uh, you bet your sweet bippy. <laughs> Has he gone in for the ultimate December goodie bag, the luxury advent calendar? Maybe they make a Takis one. And if not, why not? You know what? I haven't had an advent calendar for a, a while. My my, uh, my partner constructs one for our child and puts in um, things each day. <laughs> Oh. And every every year, about come about December the fifth, she says to me, "Why did I start this?" <laughs> <laughs> but still does it, still does it. So uh, that's the thing. And also, I had a dog as uh, an advent calendar. No. Oh yeah, they so do. We the shake dogs it, do well over Shake Christmas. it every morning, and the dog's over like a rocket and waits patiently while we open the little window. <laughs> 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 and then. Um, what she'd really love, of course, is a fly to come out for her to chase for an oh, hour. Oh, a different fly every day. Yeah, but it's, yeah. Uh, yeah maybe a squirrel <laughs> on uh, Christmas Eve. God, imagine imagine the threatening rustling of a squirrel in an advent calendar. Well, yeah. Oh, oh no. Sh- moving in your hands. 
I am um, <laughs> bursting out of the door. What about if you got a real massive, like the side of a house-sized advent calendar with a cat, a different cat in every window for the dog? The dog would just be there every morning, like a sort of starting blocks pose, waiting for it to come out. Some make it, some don't. <laughs> Depends where your position. If you're near one of the edges, you've got a chance as the cat. If you're central, oh. you're going to be ripped to pieces. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, there's treats. So there's treats inside uh, inside the dog's advent calendar, and uh, three treats first of December. I mean, that's, that's setting good. a dangerous precedent. That is a lot. How many are going to get come Christmas? Well, no. But that's it with advent calendars, isn't it? Yeah. Just when it gets exciting, it stops. Like so many things in life. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Regarding, um, you, you told us about, um, was it your, your grandfather used to put your dad on the bar? Oh, wearing a cap and yes. uh, my dad was about... Two or three, and he'd give him a flat cap and a cigarette, stand him on the bar, and say, "Look at the little man, everybody." While he, while he smoked. While he smoked. To be just say they didn't know. They didn't know. In fairness. No. Well, we've we've had a. What's more, they didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they did know, but they didn't care. We've had an email in from uh, Ruth Husko, who's. Uh, did I tell you I had an advert in an old football magazine with Stanley Matthews, the, probably yeah. the most famous footballer in England. At the time, yeah, saying um, I smoke cigarettes with a filter tip because I'm a professional athlete. <laughs> <laughs> Doctors recommend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Sorry, carry on. We've had an email in from Ruth Husko, who's very funny on Twitter, who was uh, who's titled it "Entertainment in the Black Country." Mm. Oh. Um, Ruth says Frank's comments on his granddad dressing his dad up reminds me of the time I went round dad's and his girlfriend had just put makeup on the dog. Oh, oh, I, yeah. oh, I don't like that. I turned up and the dog was wearing blue eyeshadow and blusher. I didn't question the magic, but it was the black country in the 90s. Very little to do there between beautifying a Labrador and kicking a bottle of milk down the street, <laughs> which the townsfolk still do to this day. Oh, lovely. Yeah. It's hard to find a bottle of milk nowadays. I have no. to say, just a slight um, correctione, that the... Um, my dad on the bar smoking was a County Durham phenomenon. Oh, yeah, he, of course. He grew up there. So, um, so but, every, every region of England has its own fun. Yes, and... and, and <laughs> smoking and child in Durham, Labrador with makeup. Yeah, I think the, the, the one common denominator was the flat cap, <laughs> which went, went across as the great working class badge yes. for the gentleman. <laughs> we have also heard from... Uh, Oh, who's this from, actually, Pierre? I'm going to call them 082. Regard re-Charles I. Yes. Good morning, team. I love that we get correspondence entitled re-Charles I. Light review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure about him. Is that what it says? <laughs> Good morning, team. I think we can safely say Charles I was an unlucky monarch. Mm -hmm. But why Charles II? He was the merry monarch. I think he was one of the few to make the most of the job. Maybe Edward VI had a decent stab at it? Edward VII. Oh, Edward VII, I do apologise. Wasn't Charles II chased out of town like a dog and replaced by the Hanoverians? Um, he was replaced by William of Orange. Yeah. No, that's the House of Orange. This was oh, OK. Well, even so, even so, they kicked him out. It wasn't his, yeah. his, his daughter. 
that they chased out or they, or they arranged. It's the glorious oh, revolution. We, should, we, shouldn't go, we shouldn't go too far into this. <laughs> it's the, the daughter of Charles I married um, into the House of Orange. I wouldn't then, want to marry into the House of Orange. And then they were brought in. It's a in. terrible name. <laughs> yeah. Imagine well, Emily of Orange. Well, it's yeah. a very, it's Harry a, Krishna, <laughs> they're called now. <laughs> Frank, of, <laughs> Frank of Orange. <laughs> Um, is that what those parades in Northern Ireland are about? Yeah. You, hear about, you know when they say... <laughs> you know you hear about these royals called the Infanta? Yeah. They were the House of Orange. Because <laughs> it looked like they'd been sleeping in Fanta. <laughs> anyway, correct me if I'm wrong, but Charles II was chased out of town like a... I think he had to dress like a lady to escape. Did and he? And he was kicked out. Oh, what about William Fagan? Whatever his name <laughs> um, is. No, he he did all right. Yeah. Oh, okay. He came over and was um, that worst of all things popular. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've completely messed up my English history. What, do you, what have you done? Charles II was, he did all right. It was, uh, it was the successor, James, who was chased out of town like a dog by William and Mary. <laughs> all right, Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> so, Charles, uh, very merry manic. Yeah. Chased out of town like a dog. Very merry. Down like merry. a dog. Um... So yes, sorry. I'm sorry if I've um, spoilt anyone's O levels, <laughs> which I don't think exist anymore. No, they do the GCSEs, the easy ones now. Yeah, O-le- sorry. O level history is actually history. I yes, did. it is. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So or- the orange one, I still. Yeah. Sorry, I will let this go. Yes. I just don't get how he got the gig. This is weird. So just giving it to some bloke saying, hi, I'm William of Orange. Nearest friendly Protestant. Yeah, that's the problem. Is every, uh, the one the one common denominator when you read um, that long chunk of English history is that everybody mm. hated the Catholics. Hey, absolute radio. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> imagine <laughs> how that feels apart, for me. Apart from the Catholics and the, yeah, the apart Catholic from the countries. Catholics, but they were hiding in holes. <laughs> um, yeah, but in, you know I'm over it in England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, that was our one trip when I was at Catholic schools. We used to go to Harvington Hall and look at priest holes. And the teacher would say, yes, this is what it used to be like for us. (laughs) (laughs) And we were supposed to appreciate it more. Oh, do you know, that's a good school trip. We went to, are you familiar with Wayland Smithy? No. Okay. I'm sure some of our li- wasn't he a character in an Oscar Wilde short story? Yeah. Wayland you know, Smithy the Third. I can't. I don't know. Didn't we, he have some plot critical, some personal <laughs> trait? He couldn't help telling secrets. Or we went on a, a trip there, and all I know is that we went there because I found a diary I wrote about it, which was you know when you write those school diaries for a school exercise, and they're very PR'd the way you write them. They're not genuine at all. They're like, and we had a wonderful time. And the teachers were so kind and let us spend all our money. Oh, really? Yes. Did you never do those? I think the dog ran off with mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two years after it died. Oh, but anyway, they're so performative. We went died. to uh, Ironbridge as well in Shropshire. Oh, did you? Which I think, again, I've, I've lost all confidence now in my history, but um, I think Ironbridge was the first Iron Bridge. <laughs> And I'd like to have been at that meeting when they said, what shall we call it? 
and uh, someone said, I'll be honest with you, I've got a stagecoach to catch. <laughs> <laughs> like the Mexico City meeting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Friday, 5pm. Exactly. Just, yeah. well, it's a city, it's the biggest city in Mexico. What say? <laughs> okay. Um, what was your school trip, um, Pierre? Uh, the Manx Museum on the Isle of Man. Oh, oh no, that's proper then. What was all about Manchester? Yeah, <laughs> it was just a big uh, <laughs> a big mannequin dressed like Liam Gallagher. Okay. <laughs> um, mm, what, what about, uh, what, what was your um, worst school trip, 8, 12, 15? <laughs> yeah. Um, the Manx Museum was, uh, was, great, was and continues to be great. What's in um, it? Some, some interesting dioramas. The Manx cat. Yes. Famously tailless. Yes. Mm. Well, are they born tailless? They or are. do the people of the Isle of Man brutally dock them? <laughs> They're born tailless. They are. They they, are. Do you still see them on the Isle of Man? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're wandering about. Tailless cats. Tailless cats. Men with heads in their chests. Marvels. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Othello. It's a great story, and can I say, very Moorish. Oh, God. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I was just um, reading out my address. No, I was saying, I'm, no, thank you, I'm fine. Wouldn't it be great to live at number 37 Foo Fighters Walk? <laughs> the best address I ever saw was uh, Silk Court. And I thought, I'd like to be number 20, Silk Court. Oh, because it's like Silk yeah, Court. like the old facts. But you do, I'm trying to think now, if anyone lives near a, 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 name, a sort of celebrity road with a famous name, do let us know, 8, 12, 15, because you do occasionally... You know, you get Matt Bosby way and stuff like that by Matt by the old uh, Man United ground. But sometimes you're just driving round, and you'll see one uh, dedicated to uh, an, an, a British Olympian from the 1970s. I love that. Frank, we've had our wonderful readers sending in examples of school trips. They went on. Oh, great. You say that. Some of these occasions are quite <laughs> well, underwhelming. I, I don't want them I to love. be great. No. I was actually reminded of one we went on, which was to Hereford Pig Auction. Oh, OK. Did, well, you, get, did you get anything? <laughs> no, I did not. OK. Well, I don't think it was very appropriate. But anyway, that's a whole other It's thing. always that, that shower, shower. Do you slaughter it before you get on the coach home? Oh, or wait you, wait you're in the yard. Don't take kiddies to the pig auction. It's cruel. Now, kids, if we all club together. <laughs> I remember we went to the Three Counties show in Malvern, mm. which was uh, a sort of agricultural show, and a goat broke wind with such ferocity that it jolted about... 18 inches forward oh. and I would say we laughed about that for the next five or six terms yes that's, that sort of thing has got a lot of mileage oh man things, I mean there's no need for Netflix no <laughs> just need a, a go breaking win exactly that, oh, that was it that was it keep you going for years yeah. and uh, best picture <laughs> it is, of course, the goat-breaking win. Hey! The third year running. Hey! <laughs> Best cinematography. Um, so, we have we have some stunners here. Paul Doctor, sounds like one of your lot. 
We had a trip to a refuse incinerator in Dundee <laughs> at primary school. <laughs> Some sort of punishment. I wouldn't mind seeing that, though. Yeah? It can, it can be... Uh, you know, I had a job of smashing up perfectly good furniture and throwing it into a furnace. Um, and uh, He did, and his role was to ensure that people smashed it up properly. No, I, I had to do it all myself. They just gave me a sledgehammer, and then I'd be in, like, an elaborately furnished room with a furnace, and I would, like, take a bookcase to put apart in... Um, you know, maybe a mini, and then throw it all on the... Oh, my word. What was yeah. the interview like? What questions How did they ask you? How do you feel about furniture? <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> to do a job with... Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on furniture? <laughs> We've been looking for a man like you. You're a minimalist, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Remember John Hegley, the fabulous uh, comic <laughs> poet? He used to do a song called Eddie Don't Like Furniture. Yeah. Oh. It was brilliant. And as he often was brilliant, I'm, he's still around. I'm talking as if he's no longer with us. But um, it's it had a great rhyme. Eddie don't love furniture. If you give him some, he'll return it. <laughs> oh, was, that is it good. Really, when you went for the interview, did they say, take a seat? And you said, I'd rather not. <laughs> they went, perfect. Take perfect. a seat out <laughs> with a sawn off shotgun. <laughs> No, it was, um, it, in, in a way, it was wrong because it was perfectly good furniture. In a way, it was wrong. Yeah. But they, what they didn't want, they didn't want their old range to be sold off cheap and thus spoil the sales of their new range. Oh, they didn't understand. So I was, my, I was sort of year zero <laughs> for the furniture. You were the sort of But it culminated in me being so good at it. I actually did a thing I didn't think was possible. I set the furnace on fire and um, the, the, the fire uh, engine and that had to come and put it out. We made our own entertainment <laughs> in those days. I'd love to see you have a, a sort of part on Antiques Roadshow. And if they bring in a sort of bit of furniture, an old uh, dresser. Cheap. Yeah, yeah. And then if they go, that's actually, it's wor worthless reproduction. Frank! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just walk on and... I arrive like the mighty Thor. It's <laughs> yeah. my sledgehammer. Did I tell you, me and Kath watch um, Antiques Roadshow and shout gotted at the telly quite a lot. <laughs> really? Because they say things like, that's going to be in, in auction, that will fetch between uh, three and four hundred pounds. And they go, oh, really? That's good. And you just think, got it. Got it. You thought it was ten grand, you loser. It's, it's whenever they say, that much? Yeah. Really? Oh, well. And if, if they say, well, we won't be selling it, you think, no, it's not as much as you thought it was. That's why. Sometimes yeah. you can see in their faces the, a desperate need to rid themselves of this object for some reason that they'll never say on television. No. They just hated their great uncle or something. Yeah. And they'll just, they'll just say, oh, that, that, that should only really be worth about £20. And they go, great, but great. It's, it's just it's take it terrible away. when it's worth just like less than 100 quid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. why put it on there at all? <laughs> <laughs> why mention it? Anyway. Uh, we've heard from our readers regarding school trips. Oh, yes, yes. They went to. Um, as we say, some of these were disappointing, but, you know, what they lost in the, in the going, they've gained in the telling. Mm. 
Year 8 geography, this is from David Ivor Price, Year 8 geography field trip to British Steel (laughs) 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 was was both interesting and frightening. We had to drive through striking workers. Oh, no. (laughs) Whilst they shouted scab at us. (laughs) (laughs) Right. <laughs> I mean, the teacher could have thought it through, yeah. surely. That to be forced across the picket line. On a school trip. Yeah. Oh, man. Gosh. Oh, dear. We have uh, several others, don't we, Pierre? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, Benno uh, has gotten in touch on Twitter. And asked, morning, morning, Peter. Morning, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I went on a trip to the House of, to the House of Parliament while doing A-level politics, at the end, the guide told the girls there were cookery books in the bookshop <laughs> if we were interested. <laughs> oh, God. Good Lord. Uh, when was that, I wonder? Yeah, I'd like to know. I mean, if better. it was in the 50s, that sort of, you know. It, that And that happened in yeah. 2019. <laughs> yeah, possible. Uh, this is from, while Pierre looks it up, I will uh, share this with you. Morning, Frank and team. Long time, long time reader, by the way. First time correspondent. Reschool trips. Once on a two-week foreign exchange trip to Trondheim in Norway, mm. we were gifted a trip to the local abattoir. <laughs> <laughs> As we were too young, yeah. well, <laughs> we weren't allowed to go and see the dispatching of said creatures. Oh, OK. But for some strange reason, we were allowed to see the end-to-end processing of extremely large cattle. Oh, dear. I repeat... We were 12. <laughs> That's from Mel in Deepest Kent. Really? It's a different world. I yes. Know. At least it's cold. The smell's not as bad as if they'd done it in Gambia. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Further to go as well for the children. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're going I to went Gambia on a romantic. I went on a romantic trip to um, Norway with my partner, mm. and we the first day we spent most of it in the, in the leprosy museum. <laughs> In uh, I think it was in Bergen. Very interesting. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Any souvenirs? <laughs> no. No, it was. Uh, it's. It's not. You know. Yes. It's. It's not operational anymore. Frank Skinner. We've received. Uh, <clears throat> well, should we continue to share these with you? Because I'm. I am enjoying the. Uh... Let's do a few more school trips, and then we can. Uh, we can always return to them later. Okay. Uh, we've heard from 258. We were taken to a social housing estate in Wolverhampton mm. as part of a geography trip to learn about urban developments. Ah. We were just stood there staring at people's homes with clipboards. Oh, now that would have gone down really well. <laughs> oh, no. Children, this is where they live. The pe- this, that's from James in Cod- Codsall. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that could have gone very wrong. Fine <laughs> people don't like that in Wolverhampton, staring at their house with a clipboard. No. Oh, dear. Und? Yeah. Um, spent an entire term studying Grace Darling in primary school in the 70s. End of term school trip to the Grace Darling Museum in Bamborough. Got there and it was closed. Oh, no. Eight sandwiches on the coach went home. 
There's a lot of sandwiches on coach. There's a lot of sandwiches on coach. There's vibe. also David. Gr- David from Lynn, I should say. Grace Darling, um, she helped with a disaster at sea, did she not? Oh, did really? she not row survivors? Oh, was I thought the, she was involved was in she Peter Pan. Was she a li- lighthouse? Was oh, she one of the Peter Pan children? I don't think. Oh. No, I think this was a very real. Oh dear, I, I apologise. I think you're right. Yes, lighthouse keeper. That's right. So I want to marry a lighthouse keeper who'll keep me company. <laughs> Carry on. Oh, we could just use Tinder, you know. Um, David Garston uh, went. Uh, was, uh, said that there was a trip involved where he saw a class he was in on holiday in Malta I should say and he saw a class of junior school pupils being taken on a day out to the Maltese equivalent of quick fit <laughs> 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 watching someone what? change a tyre <laughs> I wonder if they learnt the dance do you remember the quick fit you can't get quicker than a the quick, quick fit you can't get better the quick fit a weird boy two knees up kind of accompanying did dance. you ever see them it was a triumvirate no. and they all had sort of overall bri- song brightly coloured uh, Formula One jumpsuits right and they did like a big knees up and sang, uh, you can't get quicker than a quicker fit. Is it It's quicker, I think. Oh, I we're sort of slapping their knees up oh, and down. I could have been wrong. And it then they been said better. at the end, do you remember the payoff? We're the boys to trust. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. It's right. one of the first examples of garage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, turn off, turn off the whole station as punishment for that one. My word. I think I would trust a mechanic less if he was dancing around in a brightly coloured jumpsuit. It's worked yeah. with me because as a result, I do go to their garage. They don't pay me to say no, this. No. Um, but as a result, I think that's sort of landed in my brain somewhere. On the, and uh, I do trust them. On the subject of things that we get sent, people hope that we'll plug them and then... Mm. Um, we don't. Yeah. No. Well, I was sent, if you remember, a pink Henry Hoover yes. recently. What happened? Did you I think use it? Was, it was my bongos bingo. Mm. I just thought, well, we've got a Hoover, we are, you know, when that breaks. And then the, the cleaner came, took it out the box and used it. And I said, oh, is the other one any pro She says, no, but look at its face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. On Absolute Radio. Boys, there's something that's been on my mind this morning that I would like to raise with you both. Uh, are you... Do you recall Salt Bay? Firstly, uh, it, what another episode of Baywatch? Oh, when Salt we talk Bay. about Salt Bay, I would do the gesture, but that will be lost on our. Yes, yeah, Salt there. Bay famously held a handful of salt, and then he let the salt run down his foreha- uh, forearm yeah. onto the food, and that has made him an international celebrity. Thus, yes. the modern world. The, he is a pl- yeah. His special skill. He is a unique, uniquely flamboyant seasoning gesture. Yeah, yes. the, the internet decided that it was meme-worthy. Yeah. And yeah. thus... Limb, limb-centric seasoning, that's his <laughs> speciality. <laughs> he, uh, and he's, he has a number of restaurants now. Yeah. Which are in the... They get featured a lot. They're in the news a lot, aren't they? Because of the expense. He does a 24-carat 
gold steak. Yes, and it is. it does look like something from a, a sort of Greek myth. Yes. This enormous sort of, with the bone in, you know. Oh, yeah. And it's covered in gold uh, leaf. I think it's right. 1,600 pounds or something. Yeah, and you can order it if you're... <laughs> If you're ter- mad. It'd be a terrible accident if you asked for, like, beef with carrots. <laughs> and then that thing turned up. If you're, if you're really specific about liking 24 carrots. With yeah. Your beef. yeah. I asked for 24 carrots. Yeah, it's part of my... Um, 25, 24 a day. <laughs> 24 carrots, comma, beef. <laughs> Did you see him in the world? How much, is, how much is that? Do we know how much that is? Eight, 1,600 pounds. 1,600 quid. Something yeah. like that. Would yeah. you pay that, Frank? Well, I read a, a review by one of the diners uh, moaning about the prices at his restaurant, and they used, they called him, <laughs> they called him an insult to humanity. <laughs> Oh, Which is harsh. Gosh. Especially harsh. given all the things humans have done over the years that, yeah. are, that are yeah. worse than putting gold on a steak. Or, or salt on a forearm. Yes. Mm. yes. Why does he wear those little Dracula specs? Which he never takes off. Have you ever seen him without the Dracula? No, I wouldn't like that, you see. What? Well, I don't want somebody bringing the food over and say, there, that's cooked. (laughs) And you think, well, no, it's it's clearly not cooked. (laughs) So you've got got sunglasses (laughs) on. (laughs) And also, these are raspberries, not blackberries. (laughs) (laughs) And I said... White bread. <laughs> I said brown bread. I, was, no, I don't want someone cooking in shades. I want them to see exactly what's going on. He also yeah. wears black surgical gloves. Mm. They're thin, actually. They're more the consistency of what I call hair hair dye, root touch-up gloves. Uh-huh. I, just, I just think I wouldn't want to pay all that money for food from someone who I first recognised from a GIF. <laughs> yes. You think, yeah. well, I don't... No, that, I think that's true. But he did become famous as well because I think at the World Cup, didn't he? He did a bit of a John Terry with the Argentinian team. Do you remember this? Oh, didn't he? He um, ran onto the pitch and started did, posing with their medals. It was a bit more Simon <laughs> Brodkin, wasn't it? Yeah, he just went on and got and joined in, yeah. Anyway... Whatever you think of him... Yeah, well, I think... Um, I don't I think, know him. OK. I mean, I looked him up on Wikipedia and it said personal life <laughs> allegedly involved with charitable works. <laughs> I thought, I've never seen that before, allegedly. In other words, we don't believe it. We wouldn't want to besmirch his name. <laughs> no. But allegedly... There's talk. He's quite That's nice. That's nearly as good as Boris Johnson's Wikipedia, number of children unknown, yeah. I believe it currently. The former He's... president of South Africa, Jacob Zuma, I think his Wikipedia number of children is estimated. Yeah. Oh, really? That's quite a high number. Yeah. <laughs> but th- that was the Boris thing, was it? Did you just mention that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah sorry. Okay. I had, uh, I, I had a lapse. That's all right. We all have them. Catholics, no, Catholics and that. No, I definitely <laughs> haven't had that. No, Let's I'm... make that clear. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We're discussing how we feel about gold-covered food. <laughs> yes. If anyone's looking for relatable concerns. Well, we were salt, talking uh, about salt. I, what about, how was the steak? I tasted a little bit of forearm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Salt Bay, yes. We were talking about Salt Bay, but I would like to introduce you to, in case you're not familiar, to uh, Salt and Vinegar Bay. 
Have you mm. heard about this character? He's a chip shop owner in oh, okay. south-east London. Right. And he has... He put a golden cod on the menu. Uh, what headline do you think the tabloids might have came up with for this? Goldfish. Oh, yeah. You see, you should be working at the Sun. Yeah. How dare you. Because they didn't go for that. <laughs> I'm sorry, they went for Cod Almighty. Why? Well, yeah. Why? As one might well ask. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, OK. They've, see, they've seen, essentially, <laughs> an absolute open field of available puns. Yeah. And gone, <laughs> no. No, I, I always think I would have been happy as, as a ponster for the tabloids. <laughs> there, should but, just, you know. there should just be one that they agree to share, like Reuters, mm. a central pun authority. That they... <laughs> yeah, I like the idea of the oh, central pun that. authority. Well, I was. Have you tried puns? I was recording. Hello, CPA. Can I help you? <laughs> I was recording a poetry podcast this week, and I did an accidental pun, and I said no pun intended. And I thought, I don't know if I've ever said that before in my life, because I'm usually intending one. Yes. Wherever I'm going. So yes, a man um, covered a card, Oza, a battered card. Bless you. Um, in in <laughs> gold. Man. What was his name? Ozan Bakici. Yes. Turkish, I believe. Oh, he's to and a salt bay is Turkish, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. Exactly. I wish these people throwing their gold about would have bailed out my barber who closed <laughs> recently. I'm now homeless. I'm ga- just wander around. I, I was just wandering through London the other day. I saw a barber and just went in. Really? Mm. No, I what, did. Where was the barber? It was on Good Street. Oh, okay. Oh. It does sound like the sort of uh, myth you'd hear from the medieval times. The Turks cover their food in gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Golden fish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to say, there's a, this, they show this mm. golden, golden leaf-covered, battered card. It looks great. It looks like C3O droppings. Oh. C3PO <laughs> droppings. I, th- I think it looks lovely. Do you I'm, not like it? It looks like the jewel. Paul's Remay trophy would have looked after a nuclear attack. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I like the look of it. I don't like it. Do you not? I loved it. It looks like gold paint on a on sort of batter. The gold, how much? I think how much did it cost them? I think it was ninety quid. The paint cost him. Yeah, Yeah, but it it, the spray they spray it, don't they? The way he's presented it. And um, the, the know, chips God get gold him. spray. The fish gets did gold do, leaf. He did chip Jenga, didn't he? Yeah, but he did, did eight neatly stacked chips. I'm already thinking I'm not going anywhere. I get eight <laughs> chips. No. But they all do chip Jenga these Th- days. Then you get a cat's paw of mushy peas. Yeah. And he's used um, tartar sauce to put three petals on the bottom of the grape. Looking a bit like. Do you remember? Kermit would sometimes wear a medieval jester collar. <laughs> yeah. Love, yeah. Do you know I loved it when Kermit got into character? Yeah, Didn't because you? he's put it under a, 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 yeah. a, a cat's paw of uh, mushy peas, though. It looks like Kermit was also hit by the nuclear <laughs> blast. It's fa- his face has just been left as mush. So you think it was Kermit holding up the trophy? <laughs> yeah, Hang on, exactly. can I just ask a question, Frank? Why did Kermit... With the medieval gesture column, it was green. <clears throat> I thought it was part of his 
No, no. Physique. It wasn't quite the same was green. Did you think he had some sort of skin frill? Well, yes, I thought it was in a detachable yeah. frill. Well, he, well, he, he, he Why does, did he wear it sometimes and sometimes not? Um, well, but you could say I could say that about every article of clothing you're wearing. But I wear clothing every day, whereas he was naked all the time, except yeah. occasionally he might put on a jester collar in the yeah. yeah. Well, cold weather. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. I tell you what we should do, Pierre. We should plug the fact that mm. you and I are doing. Uh, doing the Geel Good Theatre in the West End in the first two weeks of February. That's right, it's a dance interpretation of the abdication of James II. (laughs) Yes, exactly. We're just (laughs) cobbling it together. (laughs) Now, so... um, Oh, so it, I'm, I'm going to come and see that. So yeah. Pierre is my uh, support act. Obviously, I think of him higher than that, but I can't think of. Oh, him. I get two for one. Support act and and accidental security. Yes, and then uh, and then it's me for whatever. Okay, um, I'm going to get there. Where do I have to go? Do I go can I go on? Gilgood, Gilgood Theatre. I'm hiding from <laughs> Alan Bedell. So yes, so okay. that's in February. So come to that. How long are you doing this for, please? Two weeks. Okay, fine. In I'm Feb. In. I'm in. I'm so I'll watch Pierre and he'll watch me. Is that what you do? Do you watch him beforehand? First show we do that, and then do after you? that we just sit in the dressing room, um, eating takis yeah. <laughs> <laughs> till the cows come home. And also, yeah. will you set up? So you like to do your little museum trips, don't you? Yeah, I don't know if we'll get a chance to do that because we're in the West End and we live in the London. British Museum's being cleaned out now. <laughs> well, yeah, well, not yet. <laughs> Room forty one is is still there with yeah. um, with the Sutton Who. That's okay. true. Anyway, what else? <laughs> what else? Kerry uh, has got in touch about school trips. My daughter's school walked them ten minutes what's, down. What, what's the name? Kerry. Okay. Mm-hmm. My daughter's school walked them ten minutes down the road to look at the outside of our local harvester. It is not historically or architecturally significant. I pity the poor people trying to eat lunch whilst 90 10-year-old kids glared through the window at them. (laughs) That must just be a teacher who's gone, you know what, these kids need to be walked like dogs and I'm just going to make them walk down the road and look at a harvester. Well, our producer, Sarah, was just showing me a picture of what looked like a... What was it? A shack? (laughs) It was um, that her her and her husband... That's her new home. They sought out a place... um, Gilman Street. In Gilman Street, which is um, in California, I think. Oh, yeah. And it was the first... Um, Matt, her husband, is a massive Green Day fan. I met him in the queue for the gig that didn't happen. Uh-huh. And it was their first ever gig, so they went and took uh, photos and explored that place. I did a similar thing in... Um, where would it be? Dusseldorf or something? That sounds right. And it was, it was Clang, uh, Kling Clang Studios where Kraftwerk worked. <laughs> Oh. And it was That's the most you-sounding thing it, ever. It was all closed off. But I could just see there was like a, a mailbox and it had Hutter on it for like Ralph Hutter from Kraftwerk. I was very oh, excited great. about that. Mm. That so, was that day out. Some other school trips, David Robinson, we went to a sewage works once with my mm. school. Quite a lot of sewage works and industrial plants industrial. being visited. And uh, Dan Smith, school trip to Italy, broke down in Switzerland. Oh, no, the worst places to break down. Okay, exactly. Could have been the sewage farm. <laughs> There's a lot of sewage works. Yeah, is there any um, 
we came back with bags of tomatoes <laughs> stories. That always used to be the sewage plant stories. <laughs> tomatoes grow there because tomato pips are deposited there. Uh-huh. And we have some information. It's just uh, David Holmes who says, I believe that the King requested that the Royal Opera House tabs remained. Oh. Um, ER. Okay. Okay. That's what he says. He would say that, wouldn't he? No, that's very nice. Yeah, it's lovely. It's charming. This is recycling. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he probably did think that. He's very green. Yeah, God bless yeah, him. Yeah. So, listen, don't forget, one o'clock this morning, Kiss's last ever gig is on pay-per-view. Sort it out. Mm. <laughs> we don't want to be the only people up in the UK watching Kiss. <laughs> um, up next is Sarah Champion. Do listen to her. Thank you so much for listening to us. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. <laughs> Absolute Radio.